the Lord. Amen. We're going to go to the word now, but we're going to have a word of prayer. Is there any needs here tonight that is in your heart? I have a couple here. I want to remember Brother Nathaniel Iberson's uh, relative in, uh, in uh, Belgium, his, uh, Sister Aki with Down syndrome and, and palatable care. I want to remember their family. Also, the two prayer requests this morning, also from Belgium, uh, Sister Gabby Van Hees, which is the wife of Sister Van Hees. And um, that family needs our prayers tonight. Also from this morning, Brother Gilbert Okello, Sister Lois, they're on their way to uh, Africa right now with their little baby traveling today. But I, I want to remember this prayer request from Africa. A precious brother needs our prayers. His wife is suffering from mental illness. This is causing the family much pain and anguish. He asked that our prayer, that our church pray for his wife for healing. Could we do that tonight? And Sister Ella's home tonight, resting, and we just pray the angel of the Lord would come by that home. And Do you have a need tonight? As we bow our heads, would you like to lift up your hand? the great physician you know every need you know every situation every issue of life on our journey you care for us we care for you we believe your word we believe these songs of Zion are more than just words they're inspiration that strike our souls that we can reach out and touch you Lord God even as our sister Ava, sister Leah sang the song, people need the Lord. People need the Lord tonight. And we want to be Jesus to one another. We want to have time to be able to wait on you and wait with someone else as they receive their healing. Lord, help us not to be selfish tonight, God. There's needs that have been spoken out today. There's needs on hearts that hands are lifted up. Some have more than one hand lifted up. We pray for Sister Ella Van Inter tonight that the nerves and the bones and the muscles and sinews would all come together. There would be a rapid recovery and rehabilitation as the great physician comes by that address. Her father, mother, siblings and family and we as the family of God pray that you would cover her in your dear sweetness and gentleness, Lord. We pray for Brother Nathaniel Iberson's family in Belgium. Several suffering, Lord, maybe near the end of their lives different family members have gathered Lord often we have prayer requests for very needy ones but we also don't want to forget the caregivers and the family members and the local churches that go through these times together Lord we hold one another up in prayer God and all the way across the oceans to Africa would you go to this believing brother and his family his wife is an incredible need tonight and strain within her heart causing anguish in that home. I pray the Holy Spirit and the Comforter and the peace of God and the Word of God would bring a victory out of that situation. Father, we are taking in the Gospel. We're swallowing down the Word of God. Even as we heard this morning, we don't want it to just be sermons. We want the love of God to bring a sound mind and restore health and strength, Lord. Every believer, 
every heart tonight. May tonight's service be a service of healing and strength for our assembly and for those that would hear this meeting. I pray for strength for us, Lord, all of us. As it's Sunday evening, Lord, but I pray that the Word of God that you've prepared for this season would meet exactly what our hearts are craving. We give you this service. Remember many, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you tonight as we turn to the uh, scripture in Malachi chapter 4. Thank you, musicians, and to the sister Leah and sister Ava for singing that song and practicing. Malachi chapter 4, then we want to turn to uh, 2 Timothy in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 7. I'm just going to... um, Wear these prayer requests tonight, just believing the Lord's going to minister to them. Amen. Tonight we're going to speak on the restoration of a sound mind. Restoration of a sound mind. And we're going to read this familiar scripture in Malachi chapter 4. And uh, I want you to especially notice verse 2 as it speaks of healing coming, healing in his wings. And then as it goes down through the Elijah ministry that's turned our hearts. Malachi 4 verse 1. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. When Brother Branham read this scripture one time, he said all the proud, he stopped and he said like the Americans and so forth. And all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name, I believe there's a church full of those believers tonight, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. I believe tonight we can say he's come. And he's done his work already. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children, the heart of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. While you're still there though, look at verse 2. Brother Branham spoke about this verse many times. At least 38 times in the message. When I was reading him speak it about. But unto you that fear my name. Shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. I believe we can claim that scripture. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. A New Testament scripture. Paul. Which brother Branham spoke many times and said what Paul preached. And I believe any five full minister preaches what Paul preached what the prophet spoke. Do we believe that tonight? And I believe that's part of our restoration to a sound mind. 
2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. Can we read this out loud together? For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power and of love. I, I'm, I read that wrong. Can, can we read it one more time? Give me another chance. <laughs> For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the believer said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you. You can have your seats. Thank you for your grace. I spoke to Sister Laverne Clemens yesterday. She wanted to send her love and greetings to you. Amen. And she's doing well and moving into her home. And, and we just thank the Lord. I want to speak tonight something that's been on our hearts for some many weeks now. And we're just going to come into the subject and we'll probably just have to cut it off. This isn't going to be just one service, but I pray the Lord will just minister to us tonight as we speak on restoration of a sound mind. And this is uh, for yourself, but there's also others that are near you that need to know uh, messages like this from the heart of God. And uh, as we look in Second Timothy, if you still have your Bibles open, in um, chapter 1, verse 7, when Paul said that God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That word sound is speaking of an admonishing or calling to a soundness of mind. But it's also to uh, a moderation and a self-control. And it's uh, speaking in the Greek, it means to teach to be sober and to restore someone to their senses. God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It means to disciple someone and to hold one to their duty, to admonish them and encourage them earnestly. I, I was listening uh, yesterday and Friday to Feast of the Trumpets in 1964. And Brother Branham said, when the trumpet sounds, we see something in the earth today. There's a great trouble somewhere. Everybody knows it. Everybody has become a neurotic. The whole world is a neurotical world. And we know there's something wrong. The Pentagon, uh, everywhere, we know there's something wrong. And when he said everybody has come to a neurotic, that word neurotic means so, uh, an anxious time. It means to be fearful and to be phobic. To be fixated and to actually be hung up. This world is hung up on themselves. They're also hung up with demon spirits that are destroying their minds. We're living in a very neurotic age, aren't we tonight? We're living in a very fearful time. These are all words that a prophet used. A nervous tensions, nervous trouble. He talked a lot about anxiety and, and people that are very fearful. I was just uh, listening to a minister yesterday as he spoke about a prayer line that just happened in the last couple of weeks. And there's about seven or eight hundred believers at this certain meeting and the different ones coming through the prayer line. And so many of them uh, spoke about their personal battle with anxieties and fears. And it's something that has come up now in this uh, new generation and especially very prevalent in this hour that we're living in. Satan trying to destroy the believer's sound mind. But we know that with the coming of a message, and I'm going back to our opening scripture in Malachi chapter 4, that there's been a promise of a message. 
that has healing in the wings. And that has to do with the appearing of Christ. And, and restoration, and this is just a little foundation as we come out into the service. The appearing of Christ through this revealed message is the only real restoration that is going to last for the individual. For the bride, for you and I, this message and the appearing of Christ is the only real restoration for us, for our families, and for this whole age, for the whole situation, the answer is Jesus Christ. And I want to look at that word restoration because it means to restore or to bring someone back to their ought to be, to where they're thinking right. To where they're operating uh, to bring a person or to bring a whole body of people back to the mind of Christ. Back to a place where they are expressing the eternal attributes. Where the Holy Spirit is quickening inside of them. Aren't you thankful for that quickening power? Easter brought that reality. I will restore, saith the Lord. We can take that tonight as a personal promise that Satan has no authority over my life. I want to bring this message tonight to you to let you know that there is healing for our souls, healing for our spirits, and healing for our bodies. And we need to claim that for ourselves, and we need to claim that for one another. As we've already said, sometimes we people need the Lord. And we need to have patience to wait on one another. Even tonight in this service, someone's mind might be, or spirit might be out somewhere, and it'll just take the gentleness of the Holy Spirit to speak a word fitly spoken to bring it back to their ought to be place. We have time for that. And and I want to say this uh, very clearly tonight, that restoration is not a temporary fix. Even a service like this tonight is not like taking drugs or being under the influence of some spirits of the world. Where in the world when you went to a pub or you went and got a, a push of heroin or today it might be opioids or a prescription where you just kind of get into a situation. And the message is not a temporary fix. It's not like taking drugs where we come to a great high and then we got to come back down again. The message has a lasting quality and something divine that when he sends his word and it heals the person, there's a divine potion to that. There's a portion of God that answers every need. Every need that a believer has is in Jesus Christ. It ought to be in our services where the word is coming out and where the word is ministering, not just vaguely, but specifically. Where God can call specialists on the scene to deal with situations and not just generally. Not just saying, well, we have a family physician or a medical doctor, just generally. But it's something very specific. The doctor is in. The counselor is in. The prince of peace is in. And that means the devil has to leave. Tormenting has to leave. Hallelujah. So tonight when we speak about the restoration of a sound mind, I'm not just speaking of the mind as a place of thinking or just your intellect. We're not being restored through a reformation message 
And I'm not speaking about the mind as just being in the head. But our opening scripture laid the foundation very well. We've received a message that has turned our hearts. So it involves the whole person. It involves the whole healing of the whole person. Starting from the heart. And it's a spiritual move of God. That comes out through your spirit. And comes out through your body. I believe that with all my heart tonight. I'll just get very personal right away. Being born and raised in the message. Even born and raised in Jeffersonville. And being around the message and hearing services and sermons and camps and Sunday schools and all kinds of things throughout our uh, raising up. It's never ceased to uh, actually amaze me to and actually fascinate me as I observed in the message over the years. The gift of God through Brother Branham as he would go right down a row. And he would say, you with cancer, and right next to you with tuberculosis, and you've got diabetes, and you've got this situation, and he knew, knew their name and their address, and, and he would say, you know, you sister right behind there, you, you, this is what you were praying yesterday, and yesterday in the afternoon, isn't that true that you were all alone, and God only knows what you were thinking, and what you were going through, isn't that true, and oh, oh you brother across the aisle, how the Holy Spirit was so specific to know every need every situation and every person and being raised all these now going on uh, 46 years next week it's never ceased to amaze me how that was a gift that God used in the under the first pool and under the second pool but when he came into the third pool brother Branham still would operate and fall back many times under that first pool second pool anointing but the third pool also knows the secrets of our hearts do we believe that tonight so coming forward to 2018 i believe that just because brother Branham has left the scene does not mean that the one has left that gift is still here and I thought, it's not so common if we take this, this section here and go from one, Brother Mike, Sister Debbie, and to our sister, and then go jump back, that there would be a cancer, and you've got a tumor, and you've got this. Those serious needs that we hear, you in the wheelchair, and, and you on that pallet there. But there's, we've come into another time when most of the pressures of life are very mental, and very uh, people are operating in another channel. And spirit realms and situations and homes and needs. I don't see any crutches here tonight. There's no beds rolled out and no wheelchairs. But there are serious needs. Do we know that? And there's needs in our families. There's needs spiritually. And we can't just throw a blanket around it all and just say, you know, have good services and meetings when there's situations that God wants to deal with. I believe Jesus Christ is the same. He knows our names, our addresses, our situations, what we're going through. And, and I'll just take this, don't take this wrong, but spiritually, God is not coming back for a crippled wife. I'm speaking about spiritually. He's coming for a bride without spot or without wrinkle. Do we believe that? Spiritually, he's working under the word of God in our souls. But he allows weaknesses and frailties in our outward realms, in our bodies, and in our spirits. People with the Holy Ghost, people that have had a genuine experience, God allows weaknesses and frailties to show His greater glory of redemption. 
Because redemption and the atonement wasn't just for our souls. Healing is also for our spirits and our bodies. We believe that tonight. God's purpose continues then. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 8. Jeremiah chapter 8. I'm just touching on maybe the surface of some of these areas to let you know that God cares about specific needs. Hallelujah. He's come with healing in his wings. That's not just healing campaigns. But it's something from the soul realm that can bring a healing to these other parts of our lives. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 20. As we look now into this thought of the great physician and there being a balm in Gilead among us. Jeremiah 8 verse 20. Just listen as, as the prophet expresses these words. Jeremiah 8 verse 20. The harvest is past and the summer is ended and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. Then he asked a question. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Here's the burden of the word of the Lord expressed to Jeremiah. In verse 22, is there no balm in Gilead? That word balm is speaking of a kind of balsam or a balm. B-A-L-M is like a salve. It's a medicine. It's an ointment. It's an oil. It's a cream. And don't just think physically. But God is the Holy Ghost. There is a healing and a balm for God's people. And when it says there is no balm in Gilead, it's Gilead was a rocky region, a mountainous region west of Jordan on the north side of Bashan. But don't think of it just as a natural place. In, in Cleveland, Tennessee, Brother Branham said, let us think on that now and know that there is a balm in Gilead. There is a balm in the name of Jesus Christ. If it spoke through holy, reverent lips, that's been sanctified by his blood and called to the ministry. Why did I say that? He said, because Jesus said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, that I will do it. If you abide in me and my words in you, ask what you will and it shall be given unto you. He said, there is a bomb in Gilead and Gilead is the church. Hallelujah. I believe tonight whether you're speaking the local church like Cloverdale Bible Way or the church universal, there is a bomb. There is a healing in the bride of Christ. There's healing in the body. We don't have to search just outside the body. But we've received a message. Christ is the message. And he flew through our lives with healing in his wings. Don't just put it back to healing campaigns now. But put it through the word of God to restore your mind. To restore your heart. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. There is a medicine. There is a salve. There is a, an ointment and an oil amongst the believers. Hallelujah. People need the Lord. 
We ought to be able to say, we have the Lord to give to them. So it's healing. Are you still there in Jeremiah chapter 8? As Brother Branham now brought this scripture down, there was a balm in Gilead, and Gilead is the church. Verse 22, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? I want you to hold this thought of physician just for a moment, as it means a physician means to heal or to make you healthy. It's speaking of God, which is the healer, but it's also speaking of physician. It was a very honest question. Why then is there still things going on? Isn't the healer there? Isn't the savior there? Isn't the deliverer there? You'd say yes and yes and yes, but isn't there someone that can restore a mind? Back to their ought to be condition? Does the bride just have to depend on Laodicea and just natural doctors and what they've developed in a laboratory? Or can we say there is a physician that can restore my mind, Lord? There is a physician there. That means it's dealing with the hurts. If you look this up in the Hebrew, the physician means hurts of nations involving restored favor. It's speaking of there is a physician of individual distresses. When your heart would be in distress and you cry out to God, there is somebody that will answer that cry. Oh, the great physician now is near. The sympathizing Jesus. It's speaking of, because the question came through Jeremiah, is there no balm or healing in Gilead? Is there no physician there? It's speaking of of national defects or hurts, of personal distress, and, and lives that are in order to be healed. Do you know that your card is being called? Do you know that you're right next in line to be healed? Do you know the angel of the Lord that visited under the first pool, the second pool, and the third pool of a prophet's ministry has promised in Malachi that this ministry would have healing in its wings? Hallelujah! Why then? This is a very serious question. Is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Why is not their health or their fitness or their whole well-being, their whole healthiness, why aren't they strong? Why is this such an area of handicap? Why would we as individuals not allow the Holy Spirit that knows our names, our addresses, and we look back and marvel at the needs that were called out time after time? He's still present in the, in the building tonight. There is a balm or a healing in Cloverdale. Do we believe that tonight? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 now. I know it's a little bit of reading, but um, we're going to get into this physician and these kind of doctors. Jesus Christ is our great physician. Psalm says he heals all thy diseases. Do we believe that tonight? A-L-L. I don't know what that is in the Chinese, but he healeth all thy diseases. He doesn't just stop in our bodies. He doesn't just stop in our spirits, nor our souls. Let me turn that right around though, to say he's the healer of my soul. That is wonderful, but he's also a healer of our spirits. And if we've received the third pull in the appearing of this angel of Christ 
in the opening of the word, then the third pull did not do away with Christ dealing with the first area, the body. It didn't do away with God dealing with the spirit. We can't just always say, well, it's the soul, it's the soul. When if, when if the, if the third pull has arrived, which it has, then the, it ought to deal with all areas for the believer. We ought to lift up the banner high tonight to say, Christ has come. The mighty angel has come. And he has healing for all areas of our lives. All families are under the care of the great physician. He's my counselor. He, he administers pills. Gospels. And the church is a hospital. I'm glad you're here tonight, Brother Sterling. I don't want to get too personal, but as I visited Brother Sterling a few weeks ago in the hospital in Abbotsford, and I had to come through the place, and as you come, Brother Tom, you've been there. And, and when we were praying for Brother Samuel many times, and when I went in just a few weeks ago and had to go through the elevator, there, there's another area of the hospital that deal with issues of mental and people that are, have lost their minds or their spirits. And uh, when I walk around that certain area and I saw people kind of walking in and out of there, just kind of walking right in and out, kind of zombie as it was, it reminded me of our opening scripture where, where they're just they're, Satan has got them on a treadmill. They've lost their minds. They, they're just coming into a hospital wondering, wanting help, needing deliverance. And that always affected me as I went and visited you, Brother Sterling. You would never know. I wouldn't say that to you at that time. But we all ought to be affected. We're all affected. Even as in the last couple of weeks we had to visit the Bellingham Hospital. No one even knows this. But as we were walking into the certain area and just took a little break into the washroom area there near where the babies are delivered on the left. You know, before we went into that area, it's almost like there's a there's a cringing and there's a shaking and, a, and things we can't even say publicly that has even happened in that very place. To me, as a minister, we're going in to pray for a family that's in need and in trouble. Friends, we are still human. We have bodies. We have spirits. But I'm so glad that the great physician in our souls, he gives us strength to go through whatever we go through. Jesus has visited this generation. Christ is here ministering to his body. Do we believe that tonight? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 now as we consider this. I know verse 16 is a verse that we all... Can you quickly jump to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16? I'll just speak on this for a moment. On the mind of Christ meeting the need. For who hath known the mind of the Lord... That he may instruct him. In other words, who is any of us to instruct the Lord? To say there's a better way. Or Lord, you missed out something. Or you could have done this better in my life. Remember, he saved your soul. But he allows frailties and weaknesses in our bodies and spirits. We bear them for his glory. But watch the next part. Who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Tonight you can take that and say, Lord, restore unto me a sound mind. We've not received the spirit of fear. Anxieties. 
You as a, as a believer can get ardent with the devil and say, this is my land. This is my life in the Holy Ghost. And Satan, you have no right to bring anxieties and fears and questions. I received the mind of Christ. Even in my weakness, even as a frail Christian or a weak believer, maybe you remember as a little child, your mother might have had to take a pill and, and kind of take two spoons and, okay, if you can't swallow a pill, my mother's here tonight, but when I was younger, I couldn't swallow pills, so she would crush that and it was so gross and so bad, you want to spit it out, but this is good for you. You need this and, you know, however you got to get it in there, just get it down and sometimes the Lord, He knows knows that we we have need of some medicine there's a balm here there's some oil satan wants to take the oil and the wine but the great physician has wine and oil to give to you when you're in distress and you're not alone you are not alone as I stood at a graveside yesterday with some within our church at a little place and having a service. It's not just them that have gone through that. There's many in our church. There's many globally brothers and sisters that go through times of trouble, times of loss. Satan wants to get you backed into a corner and you're the only one going through this. And Satan's out to just, and, and you can rise up out of that and say, no, I, there's others that have gone through this too. But we have the mind of Christ. Let's go back to verse 9 here. This is Lord. Put in the medicine tonight to somebody. I believe that in the ministry of Christ there's healing provided. Don't you tonight friend. We're not going to have a prayer line tonight. But the Lord will call out your need. Call out your situation. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Real familiar. Let's read some of this. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. There's Malachi 4. There's where we received a word for our day that has revealed them to us by his spirit. That so affected me this morning, our brother that was baptized was he 50 years old before he heard about Jesus? Brother Michael and Sister Abigail, I was thinking immediately of our junior camps and things, how we have little children. We have Sunday schools. We, have, we, we try to train up our children and talk to them about Jesus. Aren't you so happy that you heard the name of Jesus? Whether you're young or middle-aged or older, when you hear that name, there's power in that name. You might be dead tonight, but the power of that name coming through uh, the anointed vocal cords of, of the body around you. Life flows through the body. Healing flows through the body. It's flowing right now. It's delivering right now. It's bringing somebody out of the darkness and their spirit wandering in some dark place. It has the authority to bring it back again. Come back tonight. Oh, it's the love projecting. God hath revealed, verse 10, them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, 
but the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ restores my mind. It brings it back to the way I ought to be thinking. I pray the word tonight would come smashing through Satan's lies and torment and bring freedom and peace to one of our brothers or sisters. We spend so much time and we ought to on salvation and on the soul and receiving the Holy Ghost, being born again. I believe that 100%. But I believe there's some that sit right among us that have needs in their spirits and in their bodies. That the same gift of God operating, he knows all about that. And he doesn't want us to come in and go out and come in and go out and be crippled and be tormented and live in anxiety. Satan has written that prescription for you and you need to send it right back to him. Say, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. My mind will be sound. My body will be healthy. I will live for Christ. I'm a temple of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Brother Brown, I'm speaking in Connorsville, speaking about this. Can, can I go a little bit further? There's a great gift of God operating in this generation. When a man becomes born again of the Spirit of God, he becomes an offspring or a son of God. Then he has the same type of mind that God does. The mind that was in Christ is in us. That's a big pill to swallow, isn't it? Can I read it again, Brother Jason? Can we say that again? He has the same type of mind that God does. The mind that was in Christ is in us. And we believe for the unseen. For the miraculous. And for just anything. He said, then we have the Holy Spirit who comes to us and speaks to us concerning these things. And that's the whole purpose of these meetings, dear Christian friend. It's for no other purpose before God, but that your faith in God might be stimulated to a place to believe Him for the salvation of your soul and for the healing of your body. So the purpose of our meetings ought to be meeting all the needs in the body. Do we believe that? Not just striking one level and striking one level, but all levels. It's not God's will that any of us perish. In Phoenix, Brother Branham said in expectation, God has, after all that is in his word, he has said in the church, some apostles, prophets, teachers, gifts of healing, 
speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and all the different gifts he said in the church for the edifying of the church, to bring the church together, to make us one. How many believe that? To make us one in him, a brotherhood of one soul, one heart, one body, one spirit. He said, we're not baptized in two spirits, but one spirit, one God. Father of us all, through all, in all, over all. And there's, just catch this before I, I go on to the great physician and the surgeons and the doctor. The doctor's in tonight. He said, there's where these gifts in the church, some of them speak with tongues, a gift of speaking with tongues. Another one has the gift of interpretation of tongues and some are sent to preach. Now, how many believe that there's different gifts in the body? Well, different specialists. Now, let me go into the natural a little bit to bring a parallel. Believing that Jesus Christ is our physician. But I was looking at this different types of doctors and physicians. There might be a general doctor, an MD, a medical doctor. You might have a family physician that are general. They might have general surgeons that deal with tumors or gallbladders or or certain um, cancers and things. But there's, then there's specialists. Are we together now? There's a specialist and they focus in on, on a foot doctor. Say, he's an eye doctor. He deals with a hand or he deals with a heart. He, de- he deals with your neck. But there's baby doctors. There's different doctors. And if you have a need in your foot, you don't need someone to massage your hand all the time. There's their focus. You say, there's something wrong with your back. You don't need someone just pushing on your knee somewhere. But they're focused. They're specialists. And I believe God is a great specialist. But there's gifts he put in the body that can say certain things that can bring a healing in an area that another gift will never touch that. And it's not that one's better than another, but there's different gifts till we all come To that place of health and strength and healing. Are we together tonight? There's dermatologists that deal with the skin and hair and the nails and skin allergies. There's a radiologist that deal with x-rays and ultrasound. Urologists and things that deal with bacteria and certain infections. But in each different condition, it calls for a certain answer. There might be an issue, lay there for years. And you might go to your medical doctor. You might go to your foot doctor. But it's in your stomach. And you might have x-rays. And you might have certain things. But until there can become a certain doctor that's been trained in a certain response and a certain healing. Tonight I want to say again, Jesus Christ is the great physician. The great physician. He hones right down in specific. He will say things that no man even knows about. Say, how did he know that? Why is he even speaking about this subject of restoring of a sound mind? How can a brother, when you have hundreds and hundreds of believers in the last few weeks go through a line and for him to say it was anxiety and fears and these type of issues when 50, 60 years ago it was this other need and this other need. That's the time that we're living in. Amen. 
Yeah, but allergies, there's doctors that deal with allergies. Cardiologists and things. Pathologists and preventive medicine specialists and sleep specialists, dis- sports medicine specialists and these different things. You say, why are you giving those different doctors and physicians to let you know God knows everything about every issue? Our healing is complete under this message. Let's go to 1 Peter now. Chapter 1 verse 13. Just a few more minutes. My healing is complete. My healing is complete. It's not your will that I be sick, Lord. My healing is complete. Under this message, your healing is complete. Your soul is saved. Your body is healed. Your spirit has been restored. Come back tonight to your, the way you ought to be thinking. Peter exhorted the church in 1 Peter 1 verse 13. Just take this one verse tonight. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. This is good encouragement. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Gird up the loins of your mind. What does that mean? You might say, well, pull in your belt or pull in your sash around your middle part there around your dress. Let's bring it together. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. That's where Satan tries to come in, is through the mind. I'm going to remember that, that Satan chose the mind, God chose the heart. So God sent a message to restore the heart. That's why to get in the message is where we get our medicine. It's not a momentary fix and just a little upper and downer though. Friends, it's not that. Don't make Christ just some errand boy that you just talk to whenever you're in trouble. And oh, I'm in crisis. And oh, we need to call 9 Oh God, oh God. Make it a daily walk with God. Oh, the great physician. He walks with you. He talks with you. Lord, we will not make you someone that just runs to our convenience. And that just when we're in trouble. And just when our family member's in distress. I pray God put a greater burden on all of us. See, if you're not sick, you have no need of a physician. If it's not your father, your mother, your son, or your daughter, many times people, they just tend to fall back. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. There ought to be a burden for the family of God and for one another. That we bear one another's burdens. And it's not just we're all good, but we're bearing these burdens. That's my brother. That's my sister there. And Satan, you cannot have them. How many times have we heard Brother Branham speak about the right mental attitude? Who's heard that before? Sure, we have. That's the right mental attitude. Then that means there's a wrong mental attitude. There's a wrong approach. There can be a totally wrong way of applying Scripture. And people don't get the result from the Word. They misapply the Word of God. And that's why they don't get the response. Oh God, give us the right mental attitude toward every promise of God and it will bring it to pass. 
We believe that tonight. And if there's a wrong attitude, take it out of my life. I just pray some word tonight would be spoken that would start a restoration process in someone, in your family, in the issue. We can just all be quiet about it. There can be right in the room. No one wants it. But there can be when the Holy Spirit comes right down. Then it's your father. Then it's your mother. Then it's your teenager. Then it's your need. Then you get desperate. It's a whole different story now. It strikes your family. Is that true? Friends, it ought to be an attack against the body of Christ. It's an attack against you. I think I've spoken this before. Over in Europe, there was a brother that was translating. A certain brother that was speaking. Brother was speaking, trying to minister the word and minister the word very dry, just hardly just going through the service. And the, the minister that was preaching called an altar service. And all of a sudden, this, the, the interpreter that had just been very dry and mundane, all of a sudden, that interpreter's son came forward. Then all of a sudden, he starts getting exercise, starting to get in the spirit, starts to get under desperation, starts to get burdened. I say, God, don't help, Lord, help us not to be so carnal. That it's only when, oh, when it touches my family or if that's close to home. No, God, let it always be close to home. You're dealing with lives, you're dealing with situations. Maybe it's not you. Maybe you have no need of that stomach specialist or that foot specialist. But God is sovereignly dealing with that knee of that brother over here. That sister back there has been craving to hear this spoken about. And then there would be someone so close, even in the ministry, that would be so carnal, just go da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, oh, that's my family. Oh, oh, and they start friends. I pray God, put something in our bones. Deliver us, Lord, from these things that would keep healing from not coming to pass, Lord Jesus. Can I go just a little bit further? Brother Benham said in Melchizedek, a message in Jeffersonville, I noticed last Sunday in the room there was a colored brother who'd just recently been saved a few months ago and his beloved wife. She was a cripple on support. I'm just going to go a little bit faster now. He was hideously ruptured, talking about the colored man. And while speaking to him in private terms in the deacon's office with a little private interview that he had called ahead and got the arrangements... Feeling while sitting here there in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, a lady had just went out that was on crutches and went out walking with him. And this man very definitely believing the Lord Jesus was prayed for with a great hideous rupture. And I told him and I said, now that rupture will start from this very moment going back to its place. And as it goes back, then you watch it as it moves back, which will give you more faith. Friends, this walk of life is little by little. I'm going to close tonight with a quote of Brother Branham that prayed for a sister that had a nervous breakdown. And it didn't happen immediately. He said it's going to be 18 months to two years. I'm going to close with that tonight. So I don't want to say it all now. But when she was healed and came out of that, she looked back on the calendar and it was 18 months to the day. 
Oh, you say, why didn't it happen immediately? And Oh, if, if there was a gift and if it was of God and if he was present, God can do whatever he wants to. And that's what we all need to confess. Lord, my life is not my own. I give it to you, Jesus. Lord, restore the sound mind of your people. So now he's working on faith now. And watch it now as it moves back. Faith has got to have something to be based on, he said. Not just a mythical thought. It's got to have something basically to stand on. Faith does. And that's the reason, he said, we believe that the word of God teaches divine healing, deliverance to the soul, deliverance to the body. We base it upon God's eternal word. Not my feelings. Not emotion. Not screaming at it. Not just raising our voices. It's on the word of God. Lord, you said it. I can have a sound mind. I believe we've received the mind of Christ. Friends, if everyone else in your family has gone crazy, God is restoring your mind. He's bringing you back to your ought-to-be place. Just begin to let the word flow through your life. Put your foot out on something solid tonight. Hallelujah. A little baiting, blading sheep somewhere fell over a cliff and her name was Georgie Carter and she was there. But that got the inspiration of God to go to a gift to deal with it in a certain way. And before you know it, he ends up in Milltown and having meetings. See, that was a lady, but he described it as a sheep that was in trouble. What a marvelous promise. He said, God cannot lie. Who believes that tonight? God cannot lie. Let me bring a balance tonight and say this. They, they asked Brother Branham, a brother that was with Brother Branham. You remember this. He said, oh, Brother Branham, when the meetings, I'm just paraphrasing, when this ministry comes, you're just going to go to the hospitals and they're all going to be emptied out. They're just going to line up all these needs and all these troubles. That's not how it happens, friends. That's not how it's going to happen today. It's for those that are honest in heart. That can, in your time of trouble, just cry out to God. He'll just give you a split second to turn to Him. Lord, restore unto me. If I can just grasp that. And Lord, bring it down to my level. Lord, call a specialist in on the scene. That can minister to that specific craving. I believe we're under that ministry, Brother Tim, Brother Tom. I believe it. That we're under that creative word. We'll call it across the platform. A specialist for this. A specialist for that. Hone in down on that family. That's not the time to run to the bathroom and get nervous and start just leaving right away. That's the time to say, Lord, what are you doing in our lives? Hallelujah. He said, we believe it, soul, body, and spirit. Let me read a quote out of 1965 in Los Angeles. He said, look at this teenage insane. I told you the other day they was taking an analysis of the schools in Arizona where I live. And 80% of the children in school is mentally retarded. What will their children be? He said, we can't have another generation. We're at the end. Jesus said these things would come. That's amazing. 
He said, look at all the televisions and things, getting these fictitious things in order. Now, now he says something profound. It'll come a time, I predict, that people will be completely, totally insane. The world will be. I believe we can say we've arrived. We're right around people that have lost their minds. And they call you an oddball. Let's stand over here. You're looking over there saying they've gone insane. They've lost their mind. They don't even have affection anymore. You say they're crazy. And they're looking at all of us saying you're crazy. You're a bunch of oddballs. Go back and listen to those two messages on the oddball. Brother Branham talked about that. People that are spiritual, close to God, they'll call you odd. You've lost your mind. You're crazy. And that's when a believer ought to say, it's the mind of Christ I've received. Hallelujah. We have the mind of Christ. He has a word for every situation. He'll uncover everything that we have need of before the rapture. Do we believe that tonight? He's talking about a, there was a time when people would be totally insane. Just catch this. I believe we could say it's happening right here. The Bible speaks of such hideous sights as they show in movies today of some prehistoric creature's eggs that lived in the earth for so many thousands and millions of years hatch and come forth. He said that's just a minor thing to what's going to happen. When hell is open and the devil comes out with all of his mysterious things of women or locusts with hair like women and teeth like lions, why the world will be completely, totally insane. It's not just, but just about one degree from it now. He said that in 1965. One degree from being totally insane. Friends, co-workers, people we rub shoulders with, we drive next to people that are totally insane. You don't know if they took their meds that morning, you don't know if they're on, they're, if they're, uh, something's gone wrong in their sleep or something's gone wrong in their minds or their spirits. Is it true? Friends, we live in a very neurotic age, very much filled with anxieties and nervous troubles and nervous tensions. We live in a very complex age. That all of us as believers, we seem so unfitted to live in. That's the words of our prophet. You would say, Brother John, let's all go run a marathon tomorrow. You say, I'm not fit for that. I'm not fit for that. You say, okay, let's go out and run across the parking lot. Okay, we can do that, but run a marathon? Say, oh, I don't even want to start. Friends, if we would know in this generation, this complex Nervous tension that we would have to deal with. Many of us wouldn't even have started. But there's been an anointing on the believers. We seem unfitted to run and live. But there's a word in us. Praise be to God. You know, Brother Branham said, if there's any fault, it's in us. It's not in God. Do we all agree on that? If there's any fault, it's in us. It's not in God. For God is obligated to His Word. He's sworn by His Word. 
He said healing of the body doesn't become a fiction. It becomes a reality. Let let me just mention this about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said the baptism of the Holy Ghost doesn't become an emotional worked up substance. It becomes a reality of the indwelling presence of the Lord Jesus Christ to change the life. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Something on the inside working to the outside. Lord, push out all that things. We don't have time for more scriptures tonight, but in conclusion, there's an answer to this insanity. Brother Branham said in the message, stand still. I trust this helps somebody as we close now. Stand still. He said 85% of the North American people are mentally disturbed. That's incredible. 85, this is another year. This is a whole other message. 85% of the people on the North American continent has something wrong mentally. And we were all born in this. But thank God for a word that can restore our mind. Hallelujah. He said the whole world seems to be alarmed. It's an unseen force that's trying to warn men that something is about to happen. And the world is shook up about it. It's just about the end of the age. It's just about the coming of Christ. Just about an hour for him to arrive. Wake yourselves up tonight, friends. We're just about at that time for him to arrive. Watch and pray. Watch. Be alert. He said the newspapers. I heard a commentary say that. He goes into this, how he had read in the newspaper about these things, about these things that are mentally wrong. He said they're going at a breakneck speed. They are rushing and going. They don't know where they're going. Doesn't smell very good. And doesn't sound very good. It's in a pig pen. But all that prodigal son needed was to come to himself. All he needed was the mind of the father to start being projected. You don't need to stay here. Why are you smelling these? Why are you trying to eat off of the, of the pig's food? Come out of that. And the Bible says he arose. He came to himself. I say, Lord, may that happen in situations that seem lost. May that happen tonight. There can be a restoration. Bring it back to its ought to be place. Friends, we can't just live frustrated. Screaming and yelling at it just ain't always going to be the solution. It's not just a little fixer. It's not just, oh, we need some spirits. No, we need the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. He's in this building right now. The great physician. The mind changer. The heart changer. Hallelujah. And it wasn't just the prodigal son. It was the elder son that was in the mission field trying to do the father's business but had the wrong attitude. And the father came out and he started to communicate and say, come on into the house. So we realize it's, it's a change of mind. Have a change of heart. 
It's a nervous age, he said. And I give the solemn warning to the church. Stand still. God always commands to stand still. The church, he said, is in a neurotic stage. Every church is proselyting, pulling, fussing, stewing. It's a neurotic age. But stand still. He said, that's the message. He's talking about Joshua and Caleb. And when they came up to Kadesh Barnea, he said many of them had become discouraged. Has anybody here ever become discouraged or looked at people to say they've lost their courage? He said discouraged and upset because so many different isms and things had happened in the church. But that don't take away the real thing. God's calling his church to halt. Stand still. Don't be jumping and running. Not knowing what you're doing. Come back to the word. Come back to Christ. Thank you for taking that text. He said, I want to take my text on stand still. We're living in a day of frustration. And the whole world seems to be frustrated. Not only is our nation frustrated, but the nations of the world is in a frustration. Everybody's nervous. They don't know why. But the bride knows why. We've been given, thus saith the Lord. Stand up and you can defeat that enemy. As our musicians come tonight. Brother Branham talked about Elvis Presley. He talked about Red Foley. I didn't really know much about Red Foley. I was reading about him on Friday. He was a deacon in a church. He was a country singer. He was born in 1910 and passed away in 1968. Brother Branham said his name and talked about how he was a deacon in a church, but he sold his birthrights and taken his talents and given it to the world. And they have to have psychiatrists to, to keep them up. He said Presley, talking about Elvis Presley, had three or four heart attacks. And yet in his teens, it's a strain. And they started out in churches. They started out singing in Pentecostal churches and deacons in a church. I say, God help us. Here at Cloverdale Bible Way, you can be right under the anointing. Right under the salve. Right under the cream. Right under the presence. Let the oil touch your heart. Let the salve go deeper tonight. Maybe it's just someone saying, God knows about this. He's given me his mind and I'm claiming a hold of this. Can we just play a song, Brother Ryan, that I had written down here, reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. Elvis Presley, he said, he talked about Arthur Godfrey and how they all needed psychiatrists, singers and entertainers and all their wisecracks and how each of them had three psychiatrists and rock and roll and boogie woogly Elvis Presley, a modern Judas Iscariot. That boy was a Christian in a Pentecostal church with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham said, I know his pastor, his mother, and them well. Judas Iscariot got 30 pieces of silver out of Christ. And he got a fleet of Cadillacs. He sold his birthright. And I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, don't let there be lives right among us and families that live right under the sound of the healing fountain and the word. And not be able to touch the hem of his garment. Can I give you that quote? This is my last quote. It's in Chicago in the oddball message. 
this is Jeffersonville, but he's talking about Chicago. He said, can, can I read this? His sister, Bose, some of my Italian friends from Chicago. How many knows them? It talks about Sister Bose from Chicago. He said she had a mental nervous break just recently. And I, I want to bring this thought in tonight about a, someone that's a Christian. Somebody that's born again can actually go through a time of a break. And here is a sister that had a mental nervous break just recently. Very, very bad, he said. But the morning in Chicago at the Christian businessmen's breakfast, I told the sister, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this courtesy. He said, she come back to one side and she just couldn't hold herself together. And I said, sister, you won't get over it right away, but you're going to be well. I said, it'll be either 18 months or two years right in that bracket, but you'll be made well. Maybe tonight God started the wheel of restoration. Maybe this morning God spoke to your heart. Maybe this evening the Holy Spirit. Maybe we've gone through another day. Can you imagine a prophet taking a, a dear sister that can't even hold it together and say, it'll be 18 months or two years, right in that bracket? He said, and the other day while speaking to her, I heard her testifying so happy, the happiest she had ever been in her whole life. She was riding in a car, catch this, she was riding in a car, she had no peace. The presence of God seemed to have departed from her. Of course, it was a mental nerve, you know. It was a mental nerve, you know. And all of a sudden, it returned with a great flow of joy. And the power of the Holy Spirit was upon her. She wept. She cried. They just had a great time. About three or four weeks ago, I heard her testify. Sunday before last, he said, Brother Branham, when I got back, I marked down and took that tape. It was exactly 18 months to the day. How many believe our God is a healer? He's a miracle working God, but he's a healer. He's a physician. He prescribes exactly what we have need of. Let's stand and sing this song. Help me, Brother Ryan. Oh, reach out and touch the Lord.
before we walk out of his office, we hear the scriptures like in Psalms where it says, heal my soul. Isaiah said he will give them perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee. Isaiah 26 talks about those that are poor in spirit. Jesus said the poor you have with you always. That's not just poor financially. Poor in spirit. Jesus also said blessed are the poor in spirit. They shall see God. Say that's me brother John. I feel poor. I feel broken. I'll use the words of Jesus. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are you, for they shall see God. Your answer, you're right in the line. The great physician has you right next in line. Just stand still. Stand there under his word and say, Lord, I'm standing tonight. I've taken a step tonight in faith. I've heard your word. Maybe somebody's heard this services today as the physician's been in the doctor's been in he sent specialists down to our assembly we've had prayer requests of needs globally and right among us I wonder if there's something on your heart you just like to say oh great physician I'm keeping this before you right now maybe it's personal maybe it's for a loved one maybe it's for someone else and you like to say God I'm not going to let you forget that I believe you about this, Lord. Bless it, Lord Jesus. God bless you all over the building. Some are honest and hard and just say, God, let's take a footstep today. Let's make this a day. Heavenly Father, may your healing continue. I pray the healing wings would continue to fly through our congregation fly throughout our families fly throughout relationships get inside of the situation get inside of the issue as our sister Leah and sister Ava sang people need the Lord there's a lot of other things that people try to fill up the void and put a finger on the crack and try to stop the flow but it's really Jesus it's really the lovely Lord Jesus Lord, we invite you as we come to the close of this day, as you've stepped out of the shadows, talking with us and breaking the bread. And we see it's you, Lord. It's your word. It's Christ. It's the message. I pray for every person here that you bring them to their right minds, Lord. That they really start enjoying and drawing in the benefits. We share this goodness, Lord. We share this with one another. Oh, Jesus, let our atmospheres and the shadow of our beings now begin to bring healing, bring help to others, Jesus. Forgive us of our mistakes, our failures. Maybe for some even blatant sin and crass and rudeness sharp remarks or wrong attitudes I pray the right attitudes would come back the right words just the right oil the right balm the right physician Jesus the right words the right scripture they would come out into the light Lord and see their mind would come back to them oh Jesus 
May they come back to their sixth sense. Come back to faith. Come back to knowing who they are. Oh, Jesus, may we this very week, Lord, with one another, put footsteps into this, these messages. Even what we've been hearing and what we've been hearing overseas and the revival and the stir. Even this very year, how you've used the brothers and sisters in our church. We could just go from China to India to Europe to Switzerland. It'll be in Poland. It'll be in this place and that place and out across the oceans and right here at home and our neighbors. Lord, there's a lot of work to do, Jesus. We just pray you'd bring all that nervousness and all that strain and trouble and bring it under your care. Peace of God cover us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Peace of God cover me. We'll just sing this before we go. And you don't have to pay the secretary as you go out. Paid in full. It is finished. You say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You can just walk right out and say, I'm going to do that. Thank you. I talked to the doctor. Thank you very much. The physician said, just do this. Everything's going to be okay. God bless you as we sing this before we go. Help us, Brother Ryan.
lift our hands and lift our voice. Surely there is a physician here. There is a balm. There is oil. There is a salve. There is a cleansing. There is a deliverance. There is salvation. There is understanding. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we want to thank you, Lord, with one voice tonight with one voice of adoration and praises. Hearts lifted up, hands lifted up. You are our great physician, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We believe you, Lord Jesus. We're trusting in your word. We're trusting in what you've spoken to us. You're going to carry each one of us through every step of the journey. You have never forsaken us. We will not forget your benefits as we go tonight in this closing prayer. For you heal all our diseases, all our afflictions, all of our troubles, all of our uncertainties, all of our anxieties, any fears, any questions. We believe that Jesus Christ is the answer. In spite of the question, the answer is here. Heavenly Father, we kneel down and we take a hold of the hem of your garment. And I pray this week, Lord, you would put virtue into that heart. Put strength into that heart. Substitute all the pain and the suffering for the healing balm. A great physician is near. He's in our church services. He's going to go with us in our vehicles now, in our school, in our work. You will never leave us or forsake us. We are not alone. We are not forgotten. You are with us, even in us. You abide in us forever. Jesus, maybe someone has just spoken out a word tonight or spoken out a desire. That's okay. On your great calendar of healing, you can do whatever you desire. And if it takes a new body for us to be pressed into for that complete healing we are satisfied and contented with whatever you desire go with us now Lord strengthen the assembly strengthen the young and the old and the middle aged be with the church of the living God edify the bride around this globe Lord and let us be a part of those that are moving onward standing still and seeing the glory of the Lord. Go with us this week, Lord, if you would tarry Wednesday night, young peoples. Lord, we know one day, one week is going to be the last. I just pray as you've equipped us now for the battle, that we would go out a healed people and strengthen. Maybe some just want to pause and reflect and meditate. I pray you would be there near to them, Jesus. Angel of the Lord, go with us now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take a warm handshake to someone. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. God bless you.